stand with us tonight, PCA. It's Christmas season. We in the Christmas mood? We're going to sing all Christmas songs tonight because it is time. It is time for the joy of the world to come to you and me, right? Here we go. Oh, joy to the world, the Lord is found. Let earth receive our King. Let every heart prepare and move. And heaven makes you sing.
Good, good. Christmas songs. Words we don't ever use any other time of the year. Chords that are never played on the instruments any other time of the year. But it's Christmas song, right? It's a wonderful time to sing songs of joy. As I preached about Sunday, it's all about singing. And Christmas is all about joy and angels and all about the beautiful, beautiful time of the year to celebrate the birth of Christ. Sing about it. Let your family sing together. And as the church, our family sings together tonight. So join us to sing. It came upon the midnight clear That glorious song of old From angels
And they left praising God and giving Him all the glory. And they went and told everyone they could find. The Messiah is born. Jesus Christ has come. And tonight, we get to come and worship at His feet too, don't we? We get to bring our worship and lay it at His feet. And so tonight, let's do that. Put aside yesterday and tomorrow, whatever else you may have on your mind. And let's just take a moment and let's come and worship and adore Him tonight. Oh, come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come ye, oh, come.
give God praise for sending his son to earth tonight church amen thank you father hallelujah what a night the birth of Jesus Christ amen isn't it great to get in the Christmas spirit amen joy to the world the Lord has come let earth receive the gift that has been given to them in the next few days ten days from now you're going to be given gifts but you got to receive it right if not, it just stays wrapped in a box. But if you are given a gift and you receive the gift, you open that gift, it becomes something of great joy to your life. So this Christmas season, be like a shepherd. Run and tell everybody you know, Jesus Christ is born. 
Tell them about the gift, which is Jesus Christ, free gift of salvation. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated tonight. Thank you for singing with us tonight. Amen. As I was singing, as we were singing, the Lord kind of prompted me with a couple of thoughts. We just finished with our play, One Bethlehem Night, and we had shepherds coming in, and uh, they kind of smelled. They were considered the lowest, just about the lowest of the low, the uh, ones unworthy to be in society. And yet they came and gave homage to Jesus Christ. They were spoken to by the angels of the Lord. And they came and blessed him. They didn't bring anything other than themselves. And they gave alms and praise and adoration. And then the Magi came a little while later, actually. And they brought expensive gifts. And yet they gave praise and adoration. During Christmas time, it's, it's easy to forget in all the hustle and bustle and the uh, frayed nerves and the bad traffic and the knocking elbows trying to get to something or whatever because somebody's in your way. We need to come to the Lord with adoration and praise and bless Him. Another way that we praise Him is by giving our alms, our gifts. And that's what we're going to do tonight is to bring our gifts and let them be a blessing to Jesus Christ. We don't do it just to keep things happening around here. We do it because we love the Lord. And we love the Lord because He takes care of us, doesn't He? He blesses us. Ushers, if you'd come forward. Let's give tonight, like the shepherds and like the wise men did, with our hearts full of thanksgiving and praise. Father, this evening as we give to you, Lord, it's not a, not a commercial break, Lord. This is an act of worship. This is an act of adoration, an act of praise. Lord, let our hearts be free from concern and worries and, and, and maybe illnesses, maybe challenges that, that are taking away from this time, Lord, of rejoicing in you. Father, just help us to overcome those because you love us. And Father, we, as, as we give gifts tonight to you, let them be used and be blessed and, and just so many things happen because of it, Lord. But most importantly, Lord, as together with family, together with friends, together with our church family, wherever, help us, not to, help us to not stop worshiping and giving you praise and giving you adoration because you deserve it, Lord. Now, Father, bless this evening, the remainder of this evening, and we ask all these things in that wonderful, precious name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you give. Hey, PCA family, we have so many things going on. We want to make sure you stay in touch with all of them. To be sure and stay connected, take a look at the following slides. Coming up next Sunday, December the 19th, they'll be having a happy birthday Jesus Christmas party. It's going to be a great time of snacks and even a small gift exchange. Now, parents, if you would help out by sending some snacks and also a small gift for your child so that they can exchange it, it would be super helpful. They're going to be having a wonderful time, and I know they're going to be excited about it. Be sure and help them join in and have a great time next Sunday, December the 19th. Also on December the 19th, we'll be having our 
our ugly sweater contest, as well as enjoying some wonderful cocoa with all of the fixings. It's going to be a great day here at PCA, so be sure and wear your ugly sweater and enjoy yourself some delicious cocoa. One more thing happening on December the 19th, it's turkey time. It's time to grab a turkey, take it home, put it in the oven, get it all ready, and bring it back up here for our Christmas Day dinner. Yes, that's right. You can pick yourself up a turkey out in the lobby today after church, but be sure and bring it back for us so that it's all ready to go for Christmas Day for our Christmas Day dinner. The Kids and Kids Church are wanting to give back to our community this year, so they're putting together bags of love. They need your help, though. They're going to be needing you to help donate backpacks and, and toothpaste and socks and just all kinds of items that you might want to stuff into a bag to help out some families that are down on their luck or not being able to find a place or a home for this holiday season. They want to reach out to these folks and help them out. And so they need your help to be able to make this happen. There is a donation basket out in our foyer, and you can also get a hold of Xenia Robertson to find out more details. This Sunday, we're going to be handing out, free of charge, hamburger meat to many families. We'll be having approximately 300 pounds of hamburger meat we're going to be giving away this Sunday. So if you have your name signed up or if you'd like to participate in this ministry, be here this Sunday morning at 1030 for the service. And after the service, at the conclusion, we're going to give away the hamburger meat. And we're also going to be having the winner of the silent auction for steaks. And then also for those who have won the raffle tickets for some more steaks. So this Sunday is going to be a great day. It's going to be a great day about Save the Cowboy. So be here this Sunday. If you want some hamburger meat, bring your cooler with you so you can make sure to keep it frozen and take it home with you. And we look forward to having a great Sunday. Christmas is all about giving. And this Sunday, we're giving away the beef. God bless you. We'll see you there. On Christmas Eve, from 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock, there will be a come and go communion. We hope that you will gather your family and come and enjoy a great time of remembering our Lord. And finally, on Christmas Day, we have our Christmas Day dinner. It's going to be takeout and delivery only, but we still need volunteers to help us with this, folks to help cook, folks to help set up, tear down, folks to pack it all up, folks to deliver it. We're going to need your help. Be sure and sign up in the foyer. Find out how that you can fit in and come and enjoy a great time of serving our community at our Christmas Day dinner on Christmas Day, December the 25th. To find out more about the slides you just saw, be sure and visit PCAChurch.com. Thank you for coming and welcome home. You found a place to belong, to believe, and to become. Hello, everybody. So I was asked to give a most memorable moment for Christmas, um, about Christmas, uh, that has happened throughout my lifetime with my girls and I. Um, so that memorable moment is my girls were about six and eight um, we had a Christmas tree, but we didn't have any presents. Um, times were tough. Um, I was working, but, you know, it was just enough to put food on the table and, you know, pay the bills that needed to be paid that were urgent. So, um, I had sat my girls down and talked to them, you know, and told them what Christmas was about. So they knew what Christmas was about. They knew it wasn't just about presents. So, um, when Christmas... December 24th came, and they were like, Mom, we still don't have any presents. What are we going to do, you know? And I said, remember, you know, I told you about the story of Jesus and, you know, what Christmas is all about, you know? So with them being younger, oh, yeah, I remember. So um, 
December 24th came and it was snowing and they heard a knock at the door and they were like, mom, someone's at the door, someone's at the door. And so I answered the door and um, I had already looked out and I knew who it was. Well, anyway, it was Santa Claus. So he came to um, deliver presents to the girls, but first he sat them down and read them a story and let them know what Christmas was all about, you know. And so after he told the story of what Christmas was all about, which was what I had already told them, they were, they got, they ended up getting presents, but they were more interested in the book that he sat down and read to them and the story that he told them more than they were worried about the presents. So that is my memorable Christmas moment. So I'm grateful and I'm thankful for that. So. When he asked me to speak, I couldn't think of anything to do with my own little family, and I kind of felt bad for a minute. But the most memorable Christmas I have, um, I just remember my papa, and it wasn't even our last Christmas, but I was maybe 10 or 11, so about Maddie's age, and I got my first real gun. And my dad had taken it all apart, and he gave me the wooden stock part first. And I opened it up, and I was like, oh, cool, thanks. And my papa was like, let me see that. I think, I think that's part of an old 22. And I was like, oh, okay, well, here, Papa. And then they gave me the action part, which is where you pull it back and, and everything. And so then I got a little bit more excited, and then the last I got the barrel. Um, and the whole time we were doing this, we had had puppies, so my Papa had a puppy in his pocket. It was like a little miniature pincher puppy in his pocket. And I don't know why that's one of my best memories, but everyone always came to our house, and I just, I remember that day I got my first real gun, and my papa spoiled the surprise for me, <laughs> and my parents were like, what are you talking about now, papa? So that was my most memorable one that I could think of. Hello again. We've had some memorable Christmases, um, both in the ministry and just with friends. Three of our Memorable Christmases weren't so good. De December 2nd, 95, our oldest son passed away. December 20th, 96, my dad passed away. And December 10th, 97, my cousin passed away. So we had three Christmases that we weren't too really fond of. And I kept saying, Lord, is that enough? Can we, you know, can we hold off on December? But one of the most memorable is the year that we actually moved here. Hadn't started going to church yet. Sharon was actually here by herself, decorated, had this little spindly Christmas tree, about so tall, and decorated and did all the presents and did all the decorations in the house by herself because I was still in Cheyenne working on our house to get it ready to rent. And our children, our two children, our daughter and her husband and our son, other son, came out with me. And it was just that moment of realization. This is family. Played a silly game, had this silly thing that you shoot ping pong balls with and you catch it and, you know, shoot it back. Here's five adults playing this silly game. But it was fun. It was family. And just being able to sit down at the dinner table, which was very small because we didn't have a whole lot of room in the house we were renting. Just, just at that moment, as we sat down again, 
it, it hit me again, this is family. And Lord just, well, sometimes I cry. I'll just admit it. Sometimes I cry. And I did. And it kind of like, you okay? I said, I'm just glad we're here. And it doesn't matter what you have or don't have. It matters who you're with. Sometimes when you're by yourself, when Sharon was, because she was here, oh my goodness, almost a month by herself trying to get things done and the house set up and try to work and start a new job and everything else. But the Lord blessed in spite of that. Kept us safe, kept us warm, kept us loving. And that's what really is most memorable to me for Christmas. Joyce. Well, let's see. I'm 76 years old, so I've got a lot of neat Christmases. I think probably Pete and I were talking about this today. Damon was born in October of 78, and so he had some issues there that the Lord had to heal. But uh, on Christmas at First Assembly at the old church, well, Pete and I and Damon were Mary, Joseph, and Jesus. So that was kind of neat. And then I think the, probably the Christmas of 07 was my last Christmas with my mom because she died then in March of 08. So that was a real special Christmas. And, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're all special, I think, in, in their own way. But uh, and then this Christmas, I think, is going to be very special because my ornery husband is still alive and with me, which I wasn't too sure that was going to be back in July, but with all of you praying and God just, you know, set things up, bim, bam, booey, and, and so I think this is going to be a real special Christmas too. Well, like everyone else, I have lots of great Christmases, but the one that's, well, it's not really a Christmas, it's a person that I treasure every Christmas. Um, my dad died when I was eight, and exactly one month after Christmas, he passed away. So by the time Christmas rolled around again, I had grown up a lot. I had come to the realization that we weren't going to be able to stay in our home, and we lost a lot of our stuff, and we were pretty poor. All of a sudden, we just became poor. and. <clears throat> I still believed in Santa. I still do. And I, I asked Santa for a dance arena doll. I don't know if any of y'all know what that was, but it was a ballet doll that you could push her crown down and she would spin and it played, you know, played music. And I just thought that was the most amazing thing. And, and I remember writing Santa and asking him if he could just bring that dance arena doll. And I, I, I told him, I know we're poor, but I know you can do it. And so... That Christmas morning, I woke up, and, I, and it was there, and I was just so excited, and I was just so happy. And then as I got older, my mom told me that my brother Jim, who was in Vietnam at the time, he had wrote my mom, and he said, what does Sandy want for Christmas? And she told him, and he made sure I had it. And another time, another Christmas, um, December the 23rd, 1997, we got home from church, 
and phone rang, and it was my brother's uh, person, and she said, Jimmy's died. And it was the hardest moment, and I just began to cry. I just fell apart, and then Christmas was just two days after that, and I thought, I don't even want to celebrate Christmas. But underneath the tree was a gift. And I don't know if any of y'all remember, but there was this bear that was this talking Bubba bear. And Drake was just a little boy. And he wrote to Santa that he wanted this talking Bubba bear. Well, it was kind of one of those things where, oh my gosh, you couldn't find them anywhere. And they were like bazillions of dollars if you did find it. So I told him, I said, well, you know, Santa might not can bring it this year, but you know, maybe he'll send it later. And I had no clue. And under the tree was a gift. And it was a talking bubble bear for my brother Jimmy. And he was right there taking care of me. And he took care of me all my life after my dad died. He was like a second brother to me. And so that's my most memorable thing about Christmas is my brother Jimmy. We all have um, these wonderful times that Christmas seems to just kind of put into our memories. I'm sure every one of you sitting out there tonight, if you were to just take a moment, you could think back over your life and there would be one Christmas that kind of stood out from all the rest because of what happened or because of who you were with or maybe it was because um, there was something that was hard to get and somebody got it for you. Um, I have a couple of Christmases that are very special to me. One of them was the first Christmas Sandy and I spent together as a married couple. We both grew up uh, very poor, and uh, there was a lot of things that we wanted through the years for Christmas that we never got. Uh, I wanted a race car set and a bicycle and this and that, and she had a list. And so the first year we were married, we went crazy at Christmas. We bought each other every single thing that we had ever wanted and never gotten for Christmas. I mean, that year, uh, I didn't know it, but she had bought me a bicycle. I had bought her a bicycle. We hit them in two different places. And it was just like everything that we'd ever wanted and never gotten all of our lives, we now had it one Christmas. And the second Christmas was when we were um, at seminary. And I had uh, torn my ankle literally to pieces. And it was uh, in a cast for 16 weeks. And it started in October and went through January. Well, I didn't have a job. And because I got hurt at the seminary, I didn't have a workman's comp. So the only income we had was Sandy's income. And so we just knew that that Christmas we weren't going to have very much at all. We just try to get something for the kids. But she worked at this bank and um, had a lot of locations and they put everybody's name, over 200 names into this pot and they would draw one person's name out and that person would get all the stuff that they were given to all the bank uh, banks that year. And out of 200 and something employees, her name was drawn. She came home that, that one day with her car filled with stuff. She, she came in the house. You're never going to believe what happened. And she had all this stuff. And then um, a couple of nights later, we were sitting there on the living room, and, and there was a knock at the door. And She went to the door, and there was a, a Christmas tree just standing there. Nobody there, just a tree. 
and on and on. And God just showed to us, I will always provide for you. I will always take care of you if you are doing what I ask you to do. And I believe at Christmas there are more opportunities for miracles than any other time of the year. And so tonight I want to talk about this. Christmas, it's all about pondering. Let me know what pondering is. If you have your Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 2. Starting with verse number 13. Suddenly, I like that word, suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph, and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. In this passage, we have the narrative of the shepherds. This entire passage is about the shepherds getting the news from one angel, then a host, a heavenly host showing up, praising God, singing glory to God in the highest and peace on those on whom his favor rests. The shepherds then hurry off and they find Mary and Joseph and the baby. And then they, they hurry off again to tell everyone that they have seen the baby. And in this narrative, there's one verse that just should not be in there. As a matter of fact, I want to read this and I'm going to take verse number 19 out of the narrative. Okay? Listen to this. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. All who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things which they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. Doesn't that just flow? But then verse 19 is stuck in the middle of this, which has nothing to do with the shepherds. And I've often wondered... Why is verse 19 there? But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. It's almost like the, an insertion of a thought that interrupts the narrative. Mary treasured and pondered all these things. I often think that women, more so than men, treasure in their hearts. A lot of times as a man, Sandy will say, hey, do you remember this or that? And I go, I don't remember it. But she treasures a lot of things in her heart. And she ponders them. Mary treasured and pondered all these things. I mean, she had a lot to treasure, didn't she? I mean, she had the appearance of angels to her and Joseph. She had the meeting of her and Elizabeth, her impromptu song. She had the experience of Zechariah becoming mute, the inopportune trip to Bethlehem, no room in the inn, baby born just her and Joseph in a stable, and now shepherds. I mean, that's a lot to ponder, right? 
It's a lot to treasure. This word ponder, we don't use in our language very much. And so when you say she pondered, it's like, well, what does that mean? Well, ponder means this, to meditate, to consider, to contemplate. So Mary, there's this insertion right in the middle of this narrative. The shepherds, the shepherds, the shepherds. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds, the shepherds, the shepherds. Mary took everything and she treasured it because she knew this child was the Messiah. That word ponder means to meditate. It means bring back to your memory over and over and over again. You know, that's why we remember things. If we ponder it, if we bring it back to our memory quite often and rehearse it over and over again. Sandy's rehearsed the Dancerina doll over and over at Christmas time. I'm sure some of you have rehearsed some things in your life over and over so you don't forget it. Maybe it's your wedding day. You rehearse every little thing that happened. I don't want to forget that day. Maybe it's the birth of a child. I don't know. But I do believe more women treasure and ponder than men. Because sometimes us men, we just live life and move on and, and uh, we ponder a few things. But not as many. Mary had the opportunity to keep these memories close to her. She meditated upon them. She thought about them. I ponder about a Christmas that we wanted to make sure our kids had snow before they left home. Living in Texas, we never got snow at Christmas time. Maybe ice, but no snow. So I remember one Christmas, my daughter was graduating high school, and Sandy said, before the kids leave the house, I want to have one Christmas where there's snow, real snow. So we go to New Mexico, to the mountains, and no snow. None. But Christmas Eve night, right on time, right on cue, God had it start snowing. We had a snowball fight Christmas Day, built a snowman. Sandy is one of those people that takes care of every little detail. Before we had left, she had ordered a snowman building kit. Who knew? We get there, she's got a scarf for the snowman. She's got buttons for the snowman. She's got a carrot nose. She's got eyes of coal. She has all these things. And man, we built about a six or seven foot snowman and decorated it up. It was wonderful. I ponder that sometimes. I don't want to lose that memory. Mary treasured all these things in her heart and she pondered them. I wonder tonight, during this season, church, we need to treasure a lot of things in our hearts. Most of the stories up here tonight were not about big elaborate gifts. They were about times when they were tough times. Times when almost the loss of a spouse. Times whenever you don't have a lot, but you realize how awesome it is of what you do have. And I think at Christmas time so often we can get focused on everything we don't have and what am I not getting? And I hope this Christmas we all stop and treasure and ponder some things in our hearts. I mean, I am so blessed. You are so blessed. 
There are people in five states tonight whose houses have been destroyed by tornadoes. There's nothing left of their homes. Barely a slab to mark where it was. There's over a hundred people still missing. They don't know where they are. Over 74 plus people are, de are dead. Some infants. They are without electricity, without water, without heat, without food. I think it's the little things we need to treasure. I think it's those things we need to ponder in our hearts and, and think about them and remember them and consider them and rehearse them and meditate upon them and say, God, I'm so thankful for all the blessings in my life. I'm thankful for good health. I'm thankful for my friends. I'm thankful for my family. I mean, I have a great wife, great kids who love God, grandkids who love God. We're healthy, we're, we're alive, we have a warm home to go home to tonight. We have clothes and we have food and we have water. I mean, we're so blessed. And if we're not careful, we can get caught up in this Christmas machine that's all about commercialization of something that is supposed to be so simple. The celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ. Ephesians 2.8 says this, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. Have you pondered lately the gifts that God has given to you? The free gift of salvation? Thank you, God. Lord, I have hope tonight. And when I take my last breath here, I'm in the presence of God. I've got joy tonight that's unspeakable and full of glory. It's not dependent upon situations and circumstances. I have peace that surpasseth all understanding. And during this Christmas season, it's a time that accentuates all of those. Hope and joy and peace. And I have a jubilation. doesn't matter what's going on in the world today. It's a celebration of the birth that changed my life. That gives me a future. That lets me know no matter what happens here, man, it's all going to be okay in this house. James 1.17 says this, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights. And I love this part. Who does not change like shifting shadows. Wow. He does not change. The gift of salvation, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, temperance, meekness, kindness, goodness, all these things, self-control. What a wonderful gift. Mary received the gift of her son, Jesus Christ, and she treasured everything. I can just imagine her treasuring when the shepherds told them, Let's sing the song they sang to us tonight. Glory to God in the highest. Can you imagine? I, I got to tell you, I guarantee you, it had a really good beat and you can remember it real easy. Yeah. I imagine she saw the looks on their faces that go, I'm going to treasure this. I'm going to hold on to this. I don't want to forget these moments. 
I want to hold. I remember the night I got saved. I remember when I was baptized. I want to hold on to those moments. I remember when I asked a young girl to marry me. She said, yes. I want to remember those moments. I want to treasure these moments in life and, and ponder them. And I remember when God called me in the ministry and I remember when God confirmed me over, over and over and over and over. I'm going to take care of you. I'll watch out for you. I'll fight your battles for you. Man, what a gift. It's easy to forget all of the gifts that we already have in our lives. It's easy to take them for granted. It's easy to take people for granted. Tonight, I want to challenge every one of us, myself first, but all of you, Take a moment and meditate upon your life for just a second. You know, we don't like to be quiet. I've done several experiments through the years with churches, and I'll say, let's have a moment of silence. And it will last about 10 to 15 seconds. But then all of a sudden, somebody coughs. <coughs> somebody will uh, make a noise. People just cannot be silent very long. It's uncomfortable. And it's uncomfortable for us sometimes to stop and be silent because what if God does talk to me? What should I be doing right now? Maybe you should just be still. The Bible says be still and know that I'm God. I think all of us need to take a moment during this Christmas season, we only have 10 days left to stop and treasure and ponder and think about all the gifts God's given to us. It is easy for us to have a pity party. It is easy for us to think about what ifs and what could have beens and what should have been and look at somebody else's life and then compare it to ours and I think we all this season, God's really challenged me to challenge you tonight. Take a moment. Just be silent. And let God bring back to your memory the things you need to treasure. The true treasures in life. We have some sentimental things that we hold on to. But they're not true treasures because they won't make it past this earth. They'll get burned up in fire one day when this earth is consumed. But the true treasures are in my heart. The true treasures are things that cannot be destroyed by moth or rust or decay. It cannot be destroyed by this life or this world. The treasures that I have in my heart. And right in the middle of this narrative, God just inserts this verse. But Mary, she treasured and then she pondered these things in her heart. Doesn't say Joseph did, but Mary did. I'm sure there were times when she was sitting there holding little baby Jesus, looking down into his eyes. If you're a mom tonight, if you close your eyes for just a second, you can transport yourself right back to that moment. 
where you're holding that little baby, kind of swaying it just a little bit. And remember all those quiet moments you had, just you and your child bonding quietly? Yeah. As fathers, we normally don't get too many moments like that, but what I ponder and treasure in my heart are the Saturday mornings. Saturday mornings, I didn't have to get up and go to work. Saturday mornings, the kids would come and jump in our bed and we would play for an hour or two in the bed before we ever got up and got started on Saturdays. I treasure those moments. I treasure this church. Thank God for this church. It's a place we can walk in and find acceptance and love and people who care about us. We have a church family. And we've had a lot of memories in just the few years we've been here. We were laughing tonight at the table with the, just the memories of Saturday night of our production. <laughs> oh my goodness, those of you that were in the production, you know what I'm talking about. Those characters were making up words to songs that did not exist. They were changing their names. Uh, I'm like, what is going on here? And it was hilarious um, after the program. During the program, it was, they were a little panicky. But after the program, those are things you look back on, and that's what you make the memories about. And you have the memories that you treasure and ponder in your heart, and I pray that what you're treasuring and pondering in your heart is also the moment you gave your heart to Christ. It changed everything in my life. It changed the trajectory that I wanted to go in. God said, I've got a different trajectory for you. It changed the way I think, the way I respond. It changes my attitude daily. Daily. And I just think it's the most wonderful gift I've ever received. And I pray that you can share this with your family this Christmas season. That you can stop the festivities just long enough to have everybody say, what do you treasure about Christmas? What do you ponder in your heart? What do you contemplate? What do you meditate upon? What do you consider very important to you during this Christmas season? One year I asked my mom, my mom was a phenomenal quilter. And she asked me one year, she says, Dwayne, what, what do you want for Christmas? I said, Mom, I want you to give me a quilt, make me a quilt. She said, well, you don't ask for much. Because you see, my mom made quilts that she sold to governors. Of, she sold one to the governor of California and the governors of Mississippi. And, and they were paying at that time two and three thousand dollars for her quilts. Because every stitch was hand-stitched, no sewing machines, nothing. She said, well, you don't ask for much. But I knew that my mom's hands were getting very arthritic, and it was very soon she'd not be able to quilt anymore. So one of the things I treasure is I have that quilt at my house. Sometimes I'll take it out and just smell of it. My mom, when my wife's mother passed away, we got a bag of her mother's clothing and I gave it to my mom and asked her to make a quilt out of 
Sandy's mother's clothing. So she cut up all the pieces and put them together. And every now and then I'll catch Sandy at home, wrapped up in that quilt, just taking in the smell of her mom and remembering each outfit when she wore it. And I think Christmas is a time for us to stop and treasure ponder some things in our life. What's really important? I don't remember a lot of the gifts we gave our kids. I don't remember a lot of the gifts I've received at Christmas. And you probably don't either. And if you were to ask your kids, they don't either. But they'll remember the times that you hug them, you kiss on them, you tell them you love them. That's what they'll cherish. That's what they'll hold on to. And so tonight, I want you to treasure and ponder. And I want you to share that with someone else this Christmas season. Would you stand with me tonight? I think the older I get, the more sentimental I get. But I don't really see a bad side to that. When I was young, I liked everything at a very fast pace. And as I get older, I'm thinking, you know what? It's pretty good to slow down. It's pretty good to slow down and to appreciate what's happening right now. There's a new phrase that's been out for about 50 years. <laughs> Not that long, but it's been out for a while. But it says this, just be present. Whenever you're with somebody, be present with them. Stay off of your phone. Don't be looking past them to see somebody else. Don't be thinking, what else is next? Who can I be talking to? What can I be doing? No, be present with the person you're with. And treasure it. Treasure it. And then remember it often so you don't forget. Father, I pray tonight during this Christmas season that we take a cue from Mary's life and all these things she treasured and she pondered in her heart. I pray that God we begin to treasure and ponder things in our heart. First of all, the spiritual things in our life. The time we received just Christ, you filled us with your presence and your spirit. You gave us gifts. We received them. But God, also the physical, the, the friendships and our families and the memories and the miracles that you perform at Christmas, that you show up in so many different ways. I pray, God, that we hold on to these, that we don't let them slip through our memories so fast and that we celebrate them. And I pray this Christmas season that every one of us will take a moment, Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, and whoever we're with, whatever family members we're with, that will say, hey, let's slow down for just a second. What do you treasure in your heart? And let each one share that moment. Father, we give you praise, we give you glory, we give you honor. Because Christmas, it's all about pondering. We sure hope you were blessed by Pastor Bardwell's message. Join us anytime at PCAChurch.com and every Sunday at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City.
We're going to be having Save the Cowboy. So after church, we're going to be having three over 300 pounds of beef given away. Isn't that awesome? The Sunday before Christmas. We're going to have, if you have signed up or bought a raffle ticket, 